Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to Episode 75 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsors... PC Law by LexisNexis. For a free trial, go to www.pclaw.com slash radio. And Clio, online practice management for attorneys at goclio.com. In our last podcast, we were a little underwhelmed by the hot new Ultrabook phenomenon. We thought we'd dissect another hot new tech development in this episode. Tom, what's our agenda? Dennis, in this agenda, uh, edition of the Kennedy Mall Report, we're going to talk about social search, and in particular, Google Plus and how Google is affecting the idea of social search. In our second segment, we're going to revisit, we think, the topic of our last episode, Ultrabooks, and as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can start using the second this podcast is over. But first, let's get started with our first segment, and that's social search. In the past few weeks, Google has, I think, made a lot of waves by combining results from its Google Plus social media service with the regular Google search results. Uh, I know a lot of people have been unhappy about this move, uh, saying that it effectively destroys Google as a search engine, telling people to move over back to Yahoo or go to Bing. Uh, Dennis, before we talk more about what Google is doing, maybe the best place to start is by answering or asking the question, what do people mean when they say social search? Well, social search is something that's been around maybe like for five years or so, or possibly how you look at it, maybe even longer than that. But the the idea is is, is a pretty simple one. So search engines work by using certain algorithms and whether it's number of links to a page, the structure of the page, a lot of things go into this to sort of pick the most relevant results. With social search, there's sort of two different concepts, I think, that, that come into play. And one is to say, hey, if the like the way we've tried to find good restaurants and things like that, rec- get recommendations. If we go to the people who are our friends and people whose opinions we trust, we get better results when we when we ask a question. So shouldn't the same uh, same thing apply if we're searching? So if our friends have found really great places, aren't those really the, the won't those really be the same things that we're looking for? And so the idea is like, well, let's incorporate um, those social connections we have in social media, uh, and, and then sort of leverage those into the, into the search results. So that's sort of one concept, and the main concept. The other is 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 just sort of how can we make uh, our our social media. Uh, postings and, and, and uh, you know, plus ones and likes and all that more searchable and kind of combine that uh, with the idea of getting better search results. So it's that integration of the social, uh, of our social world and meaning online social in into search results is really what social search is. Time, I think it goes back quite a ways. If you think about it, it's, uh, it, it, I, I've, Sort of think of remember the old days of lazy web when you just like post on your blog or your Twitter or something saying, "Hey, I'm looking to find X," and you would just hope one of your friends or somebody who who was reading it would say, "Oh, here's the best place to find you know information about refurbishing old speakers or something like that, and or what new television to buy." And so I, I think there is that element. 
and I think it has a, a place which, which we'll talk about. Um, but it, but it also has some limitations, and and the big development now is is uh, the new Google search plus your world. Did, did I cover social search okay, Tom, or do you have something to add to that? No, the only thing I want to add to it, and I think you're right, Dennis, it's been out for a number of years, but probably not in formats that, that we're used to. Um, the, the one thing that I thought was interesting when I was doing my research for this podcast is that there are a number of social search tools that when you go look, try to look for them today, they're gone. They're not there anymore. They've either closed up business or I noticed a couple of the tools, what is interesting, were bought up by retail sites. Uh, Sears bought one social search tool and Walmart bought another, and I imagine that they're using that um, to 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 augment their own site search tools. And so the, there's a definite value to social search tools. Uh, I'm I'm used to using uh, tools like Yelp. Um, Amazon, uh, Goodreads for reading, uh, and 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 sites like that, TripAdvisor for hotels. Those are the kinds that I like because I love to see what other people who have been there, who've tried the food, who've read the book, who've been in the hotel. Um, I like to see what they have to say about things. And frankly, if those people were my friends and they had done those same things, I'd want to see what those friends had done uh, even more. And so that's why I think at least to me, the idea of social search is appealing. Now, Google, I think more than anybody else, has been in a position to do something about this, but they really didn't have the social component. There was a time when you could get great Twitter results in your Google search terms, but they they cut off that relationship and haven't done that for some period of time. But um, with with what they're introducing now, and it's it's a new service, and they're calling it Search Plus Your World. Uh, they're offering you the ability to see what your friends or your contacts within Google Plus are saying about the types of things that you search for. And um, so the the essentially the way that it works is when you do a search in Google, uh, when I do a search anyway, I get... Um, an initial set of results that's really just the regular results. But if you have a, a link up there, it will tell you that I I've just did a, a search right now on Google search plus your world. And it tells me that I have 30 personal results available to me, which if I click on that, it shows me the people in my social graph, my networks, whether they're on, well, they are for right now, all are on Google plus what they're saying about those particular search terms. So I'm, I am, uh, right now it's only showing results from Google Plus. Uh, I understand that Google is open to including results from uh, Twitter and Facebook, but apparently they need to work out some arrangements. And it, I think it, it's open for discussion right now about whether any of those arrangements are ever going to happen. It's going to show you not only posts, but it's also going to show uh, pictures that have been tagged uh, in Google Plus. So you'll not only see the person profile, but other things that uh, that uh, that come up on a Google Plus profile or, or have been stored within Google Plus. Dennis, have you have you tried out the tool? I understand you're not using it, but what's your experience been with it so far? Well, I, I think it sh showed up one day and I experimented with it and I said, oh, I think this is trying to solve a problem that I don't have and creating a couple of new problems for me that I'm not sure I'm ready to step up to. So it's a fairly e easy matter to turn it off. And, and so so I, I turned it off because I don't – it really – for a couple of reasons. And, and I think it's worth going into into my reasons so that people understand that. But um, the, the great thing about Google sort of in the old days was you just 
just typed in what your search terms, a couple words, you got really relevant results. It was great. It was uncluttered. You didn't have to do a lot of thinking. So sort of over the years, as you get um, more and more, you know, SEO, search engine optimization, it's harder and harder to find things like, you know, you know the, the classic example, of, you know, like what what flat screen TV should I buy? You know, you just get a lot of, of uh commercial results that are they're really optimized for those search terms. And you, and you can't really find what you're looking for, which is just somebody saying, here are some great TVs. Um, and and then uh, so I so I uh, so when I look at the social, I say I, I'm not really sure that 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 helps me that much because it's it's drawing out of the Google Plus, and I haven't really done a great job of of putting people into into Google Plus and defining circles and all those things. It it takes a fair amount of work, and I'm I'm looking at those people of how I might connect to them in in the sort of traditional social media sense. And so I haven't really organized them in a way where I would say, you know, this could be really useful if I had an electronics question, whether I had this group of friends who were like electronics people and I had them set up in a separate circle. And if I had a legal issue, I would have, you know, this circle and intellectual property issues in this, you know, and and do all those things. And I go, oh my God, look how far away I'm going to get from the just simple, you know, inner search terms box on, on Google. And so that was my concern that, that I knew that the way Google Plus was set up, that I didn't think that the social search element was going to be helpful to me. It was just sort of making my results uh, cluttered. Although, as, as you say, Tom, in, in a way, you can just sort of toggle on and toggle off. Well, and that's what I was going to say is, is that my my advice ultimately is to not turn the results off. Just use that toggle switch if you don't want to if you don't want to see those personal results, because I can I can turn that off and see just the regular Google results um, without having to actually go through that. I'd, I'd rather have the option of being able to do it. You know what? I, I, I like the idea of being able to see what my friends have to say, although it may not always be relevant to what I'm looking for. I like having that option. And so that's why I'm I'm keeping it with that toggle available to, to go and look for it. What I think is interesting, though, is what really Google is is trying to do is they're I think they're really moving away from how they uh, how they have envisioned search. They started out with the idea of PageRank and being able to say that the the sites that should float to the top of the Google search engine are the ones that have the most authority by the number of sites that link to it for um, for the domain authority that it might have. And I think almost that by by implementing Google search plus your world, Google is saying that your friends' online experiences are more important than that. They are putting that preference above, which in some cases, I think may be true, but I think that in general, like you say, when it's time to find something that's relevant, I think you have a real, a real issue with that. I think it's it's designed to be a unified search so that you can search for what the web says and see what your friends say about it all in one place. But what we're finding, what what I'm reading is that there are a number of complaints that it's actually prioritizing its own content, its Google Plus content, without uh, linking out to other sites where there might be more relevant content. I. I I know that uh, listening to This Week in Tech, they were talking about how some of the things that get linked to aren't even remotely relevant to what uh, the search happened to be. And then I think that there's also the question about what companies 
have to do in order to compete in the new in this new Google world. You know, I did a search. I was I was reading an article, and so I did a search. Uh, if you're familiar with the uh, the whole meme out there that uh, that there every time something happens, they they do a new Hitler video where he's screaming and ranting over something. And so and so I did a search for the uh, the the Hitler hears about Google search plus your world. And I wanted to see that video, uh, which would have been on YouTube. And with Google Search Plus Your World, it should have been the first result. A YouTube link should have been the first result. And considering that YouTube is a Google property, even more reason why it should have been the first result. But on Google Now, it's the sixth result. And there are a bunch of Google Plus links that come before that that will get me to the YouTube uh, video, but but are from people talking about it uh, on Google Plus. If I actually add the word video in, because I'm actually telling them I want to see the video, then it still doesn't go to the top. It's still fourth. It's not. Uh, it's higher up, but it's not any better. Um, I, 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 these things kind of worry me. I guess I have to say that. I'm having a mixed experience with it, but Google has been really defensive about it, I think. They've said it's early days. It's only been out about a month. We expect to make some improvements. Uh, just wait. Uh, we, we hope that you'll like the experience. So I would say that my experiences have been mixed, but I'm mostly optimistic about where I think it's going. Well, I, you know, I think you're right, Tom, there that there is this sort of we're all part of a big beta test element, and which is part of the reason I turned off. You know, I, I think I'll come back and look at it, you know, after they have time to kind of bake it a little bit more. Um, and, then, and then search clearly is evolving. I mean, there are just massive, massive amounts of information. And, and there is a question whether a generalized search engine can can work that well when we're talking about the amount of web pages, tweets, everything else that's that's out there on the internet. Because you think if you type in a simple you know two word term and expect to get the best result on that, it's really hard to to figure out what that's going to be. So I, I you know the time I'm always trying to avoid that sort of. Uh, Hey, I'm just getting getting to be the old curmudgeon, you know, telling people to get off my lawn, you know, because you've made some change in in my search engine. But I but I think it is, it's sort of a, it's, it's sort of a tricky thing. I, I I go back to, you know, my experience with the the Amazon, you know, when they they recommend items to you, and there are times that it's uncannily great. But if you say buy a bunch of, uh, you know, if I bought uh, books for my daughter when she was little, then all my rec recommendations got all skewed to that. Or if you buy, you know, presents for somebody, then that recommendation engine doesn't work so well. And so so I think, well, there could be some things with the right social circles where this stuff could be really useful. Um, on the other hand, what I don't want to lose is, is, is this, Tom. So if, if right now you type Kennedy Mile Report into Google, I assume that the, the page for our podcast will be the first result. What I don't want to find is that I type that in and I get, you know, somebody else's mentions of, of our podcasts in, in social media. Cause that's, that's absolutely not what I want. I do want to go to the homepage in, in that case. And so, so you worry about like, well, is, is this going to be a good change? Is it going to be a bad change? And, um, and then, but, then I also like the idea potentially of saying, if I can do this toggling thing, this is something that, you know, we've thought about for a while. I know Tom and I've talked about before. If, if I can say, 
I'll use the page rank. I can do search by page rank. I can do page, you know, search by social. I can use some of the really sophisticated uh, search tools you see in knowledge management and e-discovery area. To, you know, so I can kind of pick between the different styles of search and come up with what really suits what I wanted, all from one place. That's pretty cool. But but I think we're seeing sort of. You know, Google looking at different ways to use what it has, but also I think potentially the breakdown of that generalized simple search given the huge data set that we're trying to search. We know I, as you're talking, I do a search on the Kennedy Mall report. And when you're talking regular Google search, then absolutely the Legal Talk Network site is the first link that comes up. But when you turn on the social, what comes up are, for me anyway, links from you where you're talking about the different uh, Kennedy Mall report podcasts. So I'm seeing what you're saying and some other people that I'm uh, talking about. So that's not going to be the first result that I get. But uh, it's lots of people in my circle who are talking about uh, about the Kennedy Mall report. So not, I would say, an entirely negative experience, but certainly not the experience you would expect if you're trying to find and get to that particular source. So I guess I guess my advice to people to close this segment out is to to give it a try. Go and look at it. If you um, if you don't like it, then go to your Google search settings to go up to the upper right hand corner. And there's a button there called search settings. You go into your search settings and about halfway down the page, you'll see something that says personal results. And you can toggle that switch off. Use personal results or do not use personal results. If you click the do not use, then you won't see anything at all. But if you click the do use, uh, use personal results, you will get that option to both toggle between regular Google and, and search with the personal results. Give it a shot. Uh, don't rely on personal results if you need to find, you know, I used to talk about people saying that, that Google was the best site to find the needle in a haystack. If you know exactly what you're looking for, type it in and it will get it will get you there. If you know exactly what you're looking for, you just don't know the address, don't use the social search. Use the regular search for that. If you're looking more for, well, like the lazy web, if you're looking more for people's opinions, and maybe social makes a, uh, makes a, makes a good uh, possibility for you. Dennis, any suggestions and thoughts to close out this segment? Yeah, I, I mean, I sort of think the social search is like a big locomotive coming, and and it is going to make a significant change on search. I, I sort of want to look at it as an option. Obviously, it's a driver to get people into Google Plus, and and I, I sort of, in some ways, I kind of like the lazy web approach better because if you're if you can post something to your circles, like you know, like should I, you know, w- what new TV should I buy, um, and you post that on Google Plus, you're likely to get people who are actually interested in giving that results instead of things that are sort of relevant that maybe mention the term TV. I really kind of struggle with where uh, where this fits. I know sort of in the Westlaw 2.0, you, you see some element of social, but it, for me, it's a little bit harder for lawyers to say, like, do I really want to know what my social circle is saying when I'm looking for a, like a new trademark regulation or something right. like that? You know, right. it's, it's kind of hard, hard to see that when, or when I'm just looking for a case site or you know, a law journal article. So I think it's tricky. I, but I sort of feel that, you know, ultimately it'll be, you know, one more tool in the search toolbox. And, and it's, it's just going to be more complicated for people. And, and unfortunately, I sort of mourn the, the loss of the days of just that really simple Google start page and typing in two words and getting exactly what you wanted. I'm sorry, Dennis, but those days are, I think, gone. 
Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break with a few words from our sponsors, Clio and PC Law by LexisNexis. Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack is going to talk to us about the role of security in cloud computing. Jack, what about security? Are there any ethical or security-related concerns that need to be addressed with cloud computing? We're starting to see the first ethics opinions come out on cloud computing, and the early proposed ethics opinions like that from the North Carolina State Bar indicate that there are no ethical issues relating to the use of cloud computing in a law firm, but that as with the use of any third-party provider, an appropriate amount of due diligence needs to be undertaken to verify that the provider you're using has implemented an adequate level of security and privacy precautions and is essentially taking due care with your confidential client data. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if you'd like to get more information on Clio, feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. If you like listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, you might also like the podcast, Law Technology Now on LegalTalkNetwork.com. Tired of all the headaches of running your law firm? Want to spend your time doing what really matters? Then you need PC Law. PC Law from LexisNexis is the legal industry's best-selling matter, billing, and accounting software. It has never been easier to manage your law firm and serve your clients. Get back to doing what matters to you. For a free trial, go to PCLaw.com radio. That's PCLaw.com radio. Or call us at 800-685-2161 today. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial playing in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. And welcome back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. In this segment, we revisit our topic from the last episode, Ultrabooks. Tom, we actually got to see each other in person last week in New Orleans at the ABA mid-year meeting. One of our listeners told me in person that he had listened to our last podcast and decided he didn't think it was necessary to buy an Ultrabook. Tom, does that really sum up the last podcast, or do you have some other thoughts on Ultrabooks? Or maybe we should talk <laughs> about uh, some of the things going on with the ABA's uh, law practice management section that we're both involved in. Well, you know, I am always happy to talk about the law practice management section because I think it's absolutely the best source of practice management tools anywhere. But to do justice to our topic, to, to call it revisiting, I, I, I can't say that I have a lot to say about Ultrabooks. And I think what, what the listener said pretty much says it all. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting offering. It could be very popular. It could compete ultimately with the MacBook Air. But um, as the listener said, you know, if you're not looking for a computer, I don't know that there's a compelling reason to drop what you're currently using and get something new. Am I missing something, Dennis? No, no, I I think that if you... If you look at that specific question, I think that's right. Uh, although I do think if you're looking to buy a brand new computer and, and you have the extra money, it's, it's definitely you want to look at the computers in that category. But what I, I think part of that conversation and some other conversations that we were part of illustrate is, is how much I think the personal is coming back into the PC, into the personal computers. So I, I think that you, you're now able because – you know, most any computer you buy is going to be more powerful than you really need, you know, for most people that you can really start to look at things, say like what style works for me, 
what features work for me, what kind of keyboard do I want, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, how heavy do I want these things to be? I think Ultrabook, I mean, if you're a traveler, I mean, the, just a couple extra, you know, less pounds, fewer pounds, um, really does make a huge difference. So I, I think that 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 was sort of what I, as I rethink Ultrabooks, I say, wait, this is a is a category that makes sense. And I, I think it, it sort of shows us how you can really personalize your computer your computing experience and i think i think that's a good thing and a and a good way for people to start look, looking at technology i i agree with everything you just said and i have nothing to add so i'm i'm taking you up on your offer and moving on to talk about the aba law practice management section it's an abrupt change but um I'm all for abrupt changes, and and I, I really want to to mention and, and Dennis get your input on this. Um, how how important it is, I think, that lawyers uh, understand and get information about law practice management. I have a lot of people who tell me that, well, I don't join the law practice management section because it's only for managing partners, and that may be a branding issue that we have. Uh, that may be uh, uh, something we need to talk about. But the law practice management section is for anybody who runs a law practice, whether you're in a big firm, whether you're in a small firm, it's really for anybody uh, who needs to learn more about finance issues, technology, certainly, marketing your practice, and and just generally managing a law firm business, whether it's hiring people or putting up, setting up succession plans uh, or de- dealing with mentoring attorneys. I, I have yet to find a resource anywhere that matches the resources that we provide as a benefit to lawyers, um, whether they're uh, webcasts that get put on, whether they're books. They, we have such a huge collection of books on practice management topics. Uh, we have a number of conferences, more of which I'll tell you about a little bit later in our parting shots. Um, and we have lots of great networking opportunities for lawyers who are interested in learning more about the business of practicing law is kind of how we we think about it. It's it's learning the business side, and it's something that I think is incredibly important. And if you're a member of the ABA, I urge you to, to join and take a look at the law practice management section. But even if you're not a member of the ABA, we'll still take your money. And I think that it's a good, a good uh, opportunity for you to learn some things. Head over to lawpractice.org. Uh, take a look at the books. Take a look at the, the seminars that are coming up. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at the kinds of educational topics you'll find. Dennis, anything to add? Yeah, I, I just think that people who are not familiar with, with LPM uh, just find it a real eye-opener, uh, the resources available, and then also the people involved in the opportunities you have to to learn from people. And as far as legal technology, it's just been such a, a, a great resource for me for, for years and, and years. And um, it's how I learned a lot of things, how I met a lot of great people. I mean, Tom, you, you and I just got to meet each other and work together because of the law practice management section. Um, and I just think it's a great opportunity and for that, the extra, whatever it is, 40 or $50 for your ABA membership to join a section. And then I think most important to get involved. Um, it's an incredible thing, incredibly generous group of people. And, you know, for listeners of this podcast, interested in technology, I just don't know of, of better a uh, place to to get good information about technology that actually helps you um, in your practice. Tom, I think uh, it's time for our parting shots. That one tip, website, or observation you can use the second this podcast ends. Take it away. 
Well, I'm going to continue talking about law practice management and, and say that uh, it is now time to start thinking about ABA Tech Show. ABA Tech Show is the world's premier uh, legal technology conference. It's a conference by lawyers, for lawyers, uh, two and a half days of uh, sessions on how you can use technology to improve the way that you provide legal services to your clients. And uh, the the theme this year is to is to see see yourself in the future of the practice of law by learning more about the technology that can get you there. The there's an early bird. Uh, discount on registration that early bird discount ends i believe february 17th so you only have a few more days to sign up it's two and a half days in chicago march 29th through 31st dennis and i will both be there along with 60 other experts in in legal technology and uh, i highly encourage you to uh, to give it a shot you'll be glad you did dennis yeah, I, I can't say enough about Tech Show and uh, the time you and I will be there. And any listener, you know, who's there, just come up and tell us you listen to the podcast. We'd be happy to to talk to you and try to answer questions you have or just just get to know you. It's it's just a great opportunity, and and that's the great thing about Tech Show is how open um, and available uh, speakers are to talk to people. And and there's really a great sort of the distinction between speaker and attendee really disappears at that time. My my uh, parting shot is related to uh, our topic in Google and social search. As I was uh, doing my own research, I was digging around Google and, I, and uh, uh, you know, I was aware of this, but I actually paid some more attention to it than usual. There's Google has this thing called their account dashboard, uh, www.google.com slash dashboard. And when you're logged into your Google account, so your Gmail, Google Plus account, um, that it will tell you this incredible amount of information about uh, what what you can do on Google, what Google knows about you, what your settings are, um, all sorts of things. You can make all kinds of adjustments. Uh, you can see uh, how much Google is tracking your web history as part of your results. Lots of so lots of great settings. It's it's an eye opener uh, in a lot of ways to let you know uh, what is and isn't going on as as you use Google. But uh, gives you like a really fantastic uh, ability to customize things. And so if you're not aware of that, it's worth taking a look um, just just to see what, what's going on in, in your Google world. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mall Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Information on how to get in touch with us, as well as links to all the topics we discussed today, is available at our show notes blog at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast at Legal Talk Network site or in iTunes. And if you have questions or suggestions for upcoming episode topics, please contact us at tkmreport at gmail.com or on Twitter at tkmreport. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network, the premier online legal media network. Make this podcast part of your social circle. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. 
And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report only on the Legal Talk Network.